Hey everybody, welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a bonus episode of Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today we are discussing Campfire Christmas, a brand new movie from Hallmark, aired during Christmas in July. Fittingly, this is a Christmas in July themed movie. <laughs> I have I have so many questions that have nothing to do with the movie. When you want, oh. when 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 can I ask those? <laughs> Go ahead, ask them all. Well, okay. First of all, did you did you watch commercials during this movie or no? No. Ah, forget it then. They showed some previews for for upcoming fall movies and Christmas movies. Like countdown to Christmas movies. Yes. I yeah. no. I have I saw we were on vacation last week and there was no Wi-Fi, so we we could only watch cable. Mm-hmm. And so we watched Hallmark movies because they were on every night and every movie had like a, a Christmas spectacular banner, which is Hallmark's collaboration with the Rockettes. They're leaning hard on that mm-hmm. one, I can tell mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. But that's all I have seen. Yeah, so there was like a Rockette-style movie that's coming it's called up. A Christmas Spectacular. I think you might be right. They also said there was fall movies coming in September. Okay, okay. And then finally, they did show previews for the Mahogany series. Yes. And Lizzo definitely is doing the voiceover for it. I'm pretty 99% certain it's her Mm. and and those are coming out too and i don't have any of the dates in front of me right now but i was like look at all this content coming out i'm excited for it yeah we'll do a fall harvest preview as soon as we have more information about that since we're in the hallmark news and notes space i just have a couple yeah let's go um chesapeake shores was kind of canceled. That was my impression. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've renewed it for a sixth and final season. Now, that is not a show that we watch, but I understand that there were some unanswered questions, so fans are very excited that that is returning. Additionally, I have news that Jonathan Bennett, who recently signed a multi-picture deal with Hallmark, will be both headlining and executive producing a new movie that co-stars Brooke Diorsay, which everybody knows how much I love her, the movie will be called Wedding of a Lifetime, and the information I read says airs later this year, so it is unclear whether that will be a fall movie or a Christmas movie. Interesting. I have a question, though. Yeah. Because we haven't talked about Paul Campbellgate since... Oh, uh, you're right. It's been a minute. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, Paul Campbell is an actor on the Hallmark Channel, or an actor in general, and he writes movies too. And he wrote one of the summer movies, Mariah's Lighthouse? Yes. Question mark? I think it's what it's called. Apparently, another podcast show that reviews movies, Hallmark movies, didn't give it... A very popular one. Yeah, very popular show. Didn't give it uh, a stellar review. And so Paul went on his Instagram or TikTok or something and just laid into that podcast show. And so... And has since deleted it. Yes. And I just wondered, like, what do you think about that? I have so many thoughts about that. This particular podcast that he came for they have a number of hallmark stars on their show they do interviews they do collaborations they're very well known they have a huge community and here's two things that i didn't like that he did one 
He called them by name multiple times. Actually, I have more than two things that I didn't like. He went so far <laughs> as to say, like, wouldn't it wouldn't it be a shame if that just went away? That would that would be okay with me. He says, like, that'd be great if it stopped existing. One of the things I hated was he goes, These people who don't even create anything are coming for our movies that we as actors and writers have created. Now, am I going to say that podcasting is on the same level as movie making? I'm not. I'm making this from my closet <laughs> in sweatpants. I have not showered yet today. It's not the same. But to say that they have not created anything is untrue. It is work to create a podcast. It is work to produce a podcast. It is work to edit a podcast. It is work to cultivate a community, all of which this podcast has done. Mm -hmm. I didn't like that. I felt like that was a cheap shot. And then he said, all these actors and members of the Hallmark community come on their show for free. And he said, there's no benefit to us to doing that, which that's not true. It's exposure. It's the same reason you go on the tonight show they're not paying you to do it you're doing it to promote your movie your mm -hmm. project mm -hmm. and said wouldn't it be a shame if everyone just stopped doing that basically calling for his fellow hallmark actors to stop promoting this podcast yikes it's no secret we've talked about paul campbell here i really like paul campbell I, I i he i i enjoy him as an actor i enjoy him as a movie writer i think he's quite funny and charming mm -hmm. but you know people are human and make missteps too and i th i think this was a huge misstep for him you pointed out when we were talking about this we know what it feels like for someone to come for your work in a way that is negative and i can understand the very personal feelings he had about that 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 would kind of light a fire in you doesn't feel good when your work is attacked. And I will admit that I have not listened to this episode of this particular podcast. So I don't know if they were especially mean or if, you know, the premise of their show is some of their hosts do not like Hallmark movies and they oh. approach it from that perspective. Okay, but hold on just a second. First of all, I did listen to the episode. I okay. didn't think it was terrible. I, I feel like I personally have gone in harder on sure. Hallmark movies. I didn't think it was terrible. So then it made me wonder, like, oh, did they have some sort of relationship, friendship? And he felt betrayed. Paul felt betrayed by them. Sure. Maybe. There's more to this than just he was unhappy with the review. Second, I think when we started this podcast, this particular Girls Gone Hallmark bonus episodes, the premise was like, yeah, I've never really watched Hallmark movies. I don't like them. Mm -hmm. Megan is kind of a bigger fan. And I will say, like, when it first started, I think I came from the negative angle. And I feel kind of bad for that. I really do, because I don't want to crap on these work like like you mentioned earlier we collectively understand like as like creators makers whatever it hurts to be criticized for things so I feel bad about that but I don't think that the podcast was being malicious right you know? it wasn't mean-spirited no I don't think I don't think it was it was food for thought for me because I've said unkind things about movies on this podcast, and I will keep that in mind going forward. But if we are creating a podcast and they are creating a podcast where we review those movies, at some point we need to say there needs to be a scale. Like some of these are not as good as others. Yeah, exactly. And some of them are bad. Right. And some of them are bad. I was just thinking like American Idol. Like, remember yes. like how people used to get so mad at Simon for like not being for being very critical. Right. Yes. But there is a point like as you need 
constructive criticism to -hmm. get better, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. perhaps that podcast wasn't being constructive. People are entitled to their opinions, but... My worry is like things are just going to get watered down because nobody wants to hurt anybody's feelings. Anyway, moving on. Please, nobody make a live video about our podcast. (laughs) I mean, please do. I'm sure that did nothing but good things for them, honestly. (laughs) It's just a really interesting conversation. I I will go viral in whatever means necessary. (laughs) Oh, my God. Me, I don't know. Switching gears, do you have a synopsis for Campfire Christmas? I certainly do. Romance rekindles for Peyton and her closest friends when her parents decide to host a holiday-themed reunion before selling their family-owned summer camp. News and notes. I have a, I have several, but they're mostly just background on, on this movie's players. Yes. I'll start first. Tori Anderson plays Peyton. Hallmark fans might recognize her from a movie called Love Under the Olive Tree. Have you ever seen that? I have not. No, me neither. It was prior to us launching this podcast. She was also in Return to Christmas Creek on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, which I just now lovingly call HMM. Does Mm. does anybody else call it that? Yes. (laughs) Oh, okay. She has tons of uh, other acting credits, including a short-lived series called No Tomorrow on the CW, which I think you said you watched and liked a lot. I do. I recommend it if you like, if you were looking for a fun summer watch. It's only 13 episodes. I, it's a cute show. Hmm. Okay. Would I like it or no? You you might. The premise is basically she falls in love with this dude who believes that the end of the world is coming and he has this bucket list that he's trying to complete. But it's basically just like a kind of like a rom-com with a little bit of a twist and her co-workers are all very amusing Oh, okay. I might watch it. It's a fun it. show. It's okay. the CW. I so know. make of that what you will. Jeffrey Bauer <laughs> Chapman, who plays Beckett, he also is in Unreal, which a number of Hallmark movie actors have guest starring roles, but he is not a guest star. He has a long running supporting actor role. He plays Jay Carter. That is a show that we both enjoy. It is not a Hallmark show. It is much darker than Hallmark, Mm -hmm. grittier than Hallmark, but highly enjoyable. And as I was watching this, I was like, he's so familiar to me. And as soon as I saw that credit, it clicked. Oh, yeah. I was watching him and I was like, okay, he's, again, like so familiar. And I thought it was unreal, but I wasn't quite sure. So I I looked him up and sure enough, it was. Uh, If you want to see some familiar Hallmark faces, definitely watch that show. But if you are not into sex, drugs, and rock and roll (laughs) or or that, it's not for you. If you think Hallmark is too woke, avoid (laughs) unreal. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Hey, I have a note that I think you're going to like. Okay. Anna White is the writer of this movie. Mm -hmm. She is a prolific TV writer, but there are a number of movies that she has written that I think are right (laughs) up your alley. Do you have this note as well? (laughs) Killer Cheer Mom, Cheer Camp Killer, and The Secret Lives of Cheerleaders. I have exactly those three movies written down. (laughs) Two of them star Denise Richards as well. Wow, I didn't go that deep. Yeah, they must be on Lifetime. I'm going to guess they're on Lifetime, and I think I might... Check them out. It's kind of funny that one writer would write in such a specific genre. 
You she know? just loves that cheerleader murder genre. I, I know. And so do I. So I, I know you do. <laughs> she also wrote Butlers in Love, which we yes. watched earlier this year and didn't hate, if I recall. No. Agree. I think that's a correct assessment. And Christmas CEO from last Christmas. But I know we didn't review that movie. No. Okay. I don't even know if it was a Hallmark movie. Oh, I thought it, it may was. have been on another network. Yeah, she writes, a, she writes for Lifetime as well. Yeah, a lot of TV movies and tons of Christmas movies. Yeah. So she likes the Christmas movies and the cheer camp killer genres. She likes to switch it up a little bit. <laughs> this was filmed on Vancouver Island, which is also the hometown of lead actress Tori Anderson. And the crew slept in camping cabins on location. Oh, that sounds terrible. Like in sleeping bags, there was a photo nope. of them, like in their no, 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 no. <laughs> Where was the star wagon? Why didn't they have their own RVs? Now, maybe some of them did, but there was a Twitter photo that were like, "Look, keeping it real with no. their sleeping bag on a bunk bed." Method acting at its finest. <laughs> no, 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 no. So a comment in our Facebook group led me to the IMDb reviews because someone yeah. had watched this movie and said. This is going to bring out the woke police in their reviews. And I, that made me laugh. And so I went to the IMDb reviews. And at the time of my viewing of the reviews, I didn't see any comments like that, which I was quite frankly surprised about. However, there were a lot of terrible reviews of this movie. And I wonder if people are now just like cloaking their reviews and like this is a bad movie and not coming right out and saying, like, I didn't like it because it had people of color and gay people in it. Like, oh, uh -huh. they're like, I don't want to, like, dog whistle everybody, but I'm just going to tell you that this is a bad movie and not tell you why. I'm, like, just going to say it's bad acting. But one of these reviews I took extreme issue with, and I would like to talk about it. Oh, please, go. There are a couple of points. This is a very long review, and let me just take apart a couple of their points. They had, like, a numbered list of things that they didn't oh, like about this movie. Okay. It says, although summer could have had seasonal-looking clothes like short sleeves with Santa or shorts with snowflake prints. Excuse me. There is so much red and green and plaid and sweaters in this movie mm -hmm. that I almost felt like it was unbelievable as a summer movie. Like, there's plenty of Christmas wear. Now, we do have the intel that it was quite cold on Vancouver Island when this was filmed. Is like a swap from... Christmas movies being filmed in the middle of summer where they're sweltering. Right. So you're, you were not looking if there was not enough Christmas clothes for you. If you wanted short sleeves with Santa specifically, I'm sorry, but there was plenty of Christmassy wear. Mm -hmm. Next, it says the food and drinks wasn't even that festive. Excuse me, there's what? multiple mentions of hot chocolate. And, and the opening camp dinner is a turkey freaking dinner. Yeah, you're right. It was. And there's, like, scenes they're drinking out of, like, penguin mugs and... Uh, come on. No. Okay. I agree. Finally, this you. tells me this person is not watching because it says, Why did her parents get on her for not having more Christmas decor? It was July and unrelated to anything camp-wise. No, sir, it was not. It no. was Christmas time. Exactly. It was... That was yeah. actual Christmas. And her parents came to visit her during actual Christmas. You were not yeah. paying attention to the timeline. She explains all that to Mona, yes. her boss at work. So, yeah, they were not paying attention. And they just want to complain. No, I watched this with a second screen in my hand. So mm -hmm. if I knew that, this IMDb reviewer dude 
who wrote this detailed review should have known that. Yeah. And now I am done. How are you ready for first impressions? Sure. I want to go to this camp. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I have, I have a reasoning behind it. Do okay. you want me to give you the reasoning? Okay, so we have talked many times on our uh, other podcast that, you know, the holiday season for me is overwhelming. And that's because there's all these obligations to do these Christmassy things on top of everyday life, right? But I would 100% dive all in to a week of doing fun Christmas things without any other distractions. I just, you would find me in that art studio doing crafts all day long. Yeah, you don't also have to run to the grocery store and make sure your kid has all the stuff for their giant project that they're doing and make the dinner groomed. And, yeah, <laughs> like, you know, all everything that's on top of like, now you have to make it the most wonderful time of the year. So like, I just think it would be super fun to do I all that that's stuff. that's a great point. My okay. first impression, What's your- and it is not the dig that it sounds like. Is okay. I think I'm good with just one Christmas in July movie. Oh, <laughs> and I think you've only watched one. No, we've only reviewed one. I bet I you've mean, watched more Christmas huh? in July themed movie. Okay, I've watched a lot of Christmas in July movies, but in terms of Christmas in July themed movies, I think we could be one and done. That's not a negative. I'm not saying anything negative about this movie. I'm not sure I need more. It's all I'm saying. Okay, all Let's right. Let's get into it. Okay. What did you like about this movie? Well, I think it might be completely counter to just what you said, but I liked the concept of this movie. Let me be clear (laughs) that I liked the concept of this movie as well. I'm just not sure how many different ways we can approach Christmas in July. I enjoyed this movie overall. Spoiler alert. Uh I just think maybe we've done it. This this. They, they've done it. We're good. This was it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I, I can get behind a Christmas in July themed movie during the summer. Like, it it worked for me, but I hear I hear what you're saying. Like, how else are you going to... I'm having a Christmas in July party and then have right. a movie around that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's mm-hmm. just... Yeah, it's difficult. I, I just like the concept of it. I, um, I do, too. And I think that might be against what, like... Some people would be upset because they want, like, a true Christmas movie set in December. Yeah, there's 40 July. other movies for them. I mean. Yeah, I know. But I, 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 I enjoyed it. I liked, I liked the concept of it. I hate to be a broken record, but I really like Tori Anderson, and I love her hair. Oh, me too. Me too. I, You know, I thought her hair, it, it reminded me, I know I talked about it in a recent movie. There was somebody who had just like yes. the yes. 90s spiral perm of mm-hmm. my dreams. I can't remember what movie. Oh, it was Two Tickets to Paradise. Yes. And her hair had a similar kind of like 90s perm vibe that I was into. <laughs> yeah. For what it's worth, I think those are her curls because that's what her hair looks like in No Tomorrow as well, which is at six or seven years old. So I just, I think she's got great hair. Yeah, I really enjoyed her a lot, too. I thought she was a great actor. Me, too. Um, she didn't have to, like, be over the top or over acting any mm-hmm. anything in particular. I would really like to see her in more things. I liked the flashback scenes for context. Are you reading my notes? <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. I just, I thought they 
cast the younger versions of these characters so well. I thought it made the movie so much more complete. They could have said, like, we all met at this camp, and then that's all we ever know, and they, like, tell stories about then. Mm-hmm. But they did such a great job of bringing it to life and making me care about them over a long period of time. I agree. I thought the young actors were great, especially the girl who plays young Peyton, and her name yeah. is Karis Cameron. She was also in an episode of Unreal, which is <laughs> funny. only one episode. And she was also in BH90210, which was like the reboot of the original show, but was a little more meta yeah. from oh. 2019. Oh. She played She played Kyler Norris, which I don't remember this character at all. This was the reboot with the original cast that she was in? Yes. Yes, exactly. I I actually really liked that show. (laughs) Me too. I liked it too. And when I was writing my notes, I was like, do I need to go back and watch that? Because I only watched it it the one season that it was on, like, in real time. Anyway, I enjoyed the flashback scenes as well. I thought it was really well done. Jeffrey Bauer Chapman? Boyer Chapman? He was a freaking highlight for me in this movie. Yes. I I paid attention in every scene he was in because I wondered if he ad-libbed. I I don't know. He just was so good at his Mm -hmm. lines and his character. I just, I loved him so much. And when he got off that, when he pulls up to the camp in his car service, he's carrying a Louis Vuitton bag. He just was all (laughs) in. It was so funny. I just thought he was great. I loved him. I loved his rivalry with his old camp mate, but then turned out that they had a thing for each other. I just liked it. I liked it a lot. I 100% agree he stole the scenes that he was in. And speaking of Beckett and Chris and Peyton and Thomas, I like this movie had so many kisses. Oh, yeah, throughout, right? Yes, both Beckett and Chris and Peyton and Thomas have multiple by which I mean two, but that's multiple kissing scenes. <laughs> they didn't make us wait till the end. I like these dual romances mm-hmm. side by side and mm-hmm. multiple kisses here for well, it. that It's funny that you mentioned that because I had read this article and it was an interview with the guy, the married couple, that it was the dude. Dave, and he, his name's Matt Hamilton. Okay, Matt Hamilton. It was a interview with him and he said like, oh, it's an ensemble cast. And I obviously read this article after I watched the movie and I was like, Oh, was this an ensemble cast? Because in my mind, it was like Tori Anderson and Corbin Blue were the leads. And then they had the other side stories, you know? What do you think? I think I could be convinced to believe it either way. I don't think Dave and Janice get equal screen time with Becca and Chris and Peyton and Thomas. Mm -hmm, But I do think a case could be made for the Beckett and Chris relationship because I do think that's really well developed alongside Peyton and Thomas rekindling their romance. I do think the (laughs) supporting actors have a bigger role than just like fun best friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So So maybe more of an ensemble than your classic romance Hallmark movie. Gotcha. I liked how they jumped ahead like the, they did the timing yes. well in this yes. movie right i just needed like, the writing to be a little bit bigger how so they would put like six months later in white writing like a, oh a, i'm like <laughs> put it across the entire screen yeah it'd be like in the like top right hand corner yeah yeah, yeah. make it more obvious <laughs> your demo is old we're watching it with captions on I 100% did watch it with captions oh, yes. i watch everything with captions on. i can't understand anybody anymore <laughs> God. 
<laughs> What's happening to us? Hey, I really like that she quit her job with Mona. Oh, gosh. I have something to say about, about that next oh. as well. Yes. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. And that's all I have about what I liked about this movie. Well, to your point of be- liking that she quit her job, I loved that moment. She's like, I can't work for you. Goodbye. Love that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for claiming your life. My wish was that Mona wasn't such a bitch tanking Peyton's career and suggesting that someone else should write this clearly very personal story for her. Agree. Like, agree. Her job as her assistant is not to come up with story ideas for someone else to then execute. No, Mona, (laughs) you suck. And then we get the feedback that, like, Mona was only doing that because she didn't want to lose her as an assistant. But there's no, like, please come back. We'll make it better for you. I mean, Mm -hmm. I didn't want her to go back there. But I wanted that moment for her a little bit. Okay, but here's Devil's Advocate, too. If you want to write a book, you don't need to be an assistant at a publishing house, right? Like, anybody can write a book from their kitchen table. Agree, but I think maybe that gave her, like, the in to put it in front of, you know, the publisher or the editor. Because I think that's challenging to get your book Sure. Uh, Yes. uh, Probably, but I just feel like she didn't have to... Stay keeping a job that she hated, you know. Right. Yes. Anyway. So I was. That's what made me love that moment. Was mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, I quit. Bye. Goodbye. Because everybody wants that moment, right? Yes. Yeah. Do you have any wishes? A couple. While I enjoyed Tori Anderson and Corbin Blue, I thought they were fine together. I I just there wasn't a ton of chemistry between the two of them. I thought, but I did enjoy his proposal at the end. Quite a bit. Oh, yeah. I got like a little teary eyed. <laughs> so did I. So did I. Like spend every Christmas with me or something like that. I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm into that. And all their friends are reacting. So And clapping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I wondered, I was like, oh, did the mom and dad not know? And I know that's such like an old school like yes, tradition. I wondered too. Yes. <laughs> but I was like, he didn't ask them. Oh my God. And for me, I thought the second half of this movie dragged just a little bit, but it it still kept me interested. But the pace, like, really slowed down for me in the second half. My big complaint in this department is I didn't need the moment where Peyton walked away after hearing Thomas say, like, long distance isn't going to work. Like, I knew that there was another part of that statement. Mm -hmm. And my least favorite trope is the misunderstanding trope. And if the idea is, like, we're adults here... Let's just have a conversation. Yeah, for sure. And I would have much rather have seen one of them saying to the other, like, look, how are we going to do this? I think that's more interesting. Let's have the conversation. Let's not have the misunderstanding. And then she goes into her muted clothing phase. And then she quits her (laughs) job. I have something to say about that. And then we get the, like, what do you mean you still want to be with me conversation? Not not interested in that anymore. Yeah, me neither. Talk to me about the muted clothing. Well, that is in Did You See That? So do you have anything else you wished for? No, I'm ready to go. I have exactly one Did You See That? Okay. And it is that Peyton wears red throughout this entire movie mm-hmm. in every single scene. Did you notice? I did notice she had red Converse on, but she also, in the throwback flashback ep- or scenes too, she was wearing red Converse. I thought that was cute. Yeah, she wears red 
there's only one scene she's not wearing a red shirt. And in that scene where she's not wearing a red shirt, she is wearing her red Converse. And then later on in that same outfit, she has either a red poncho or a red jacket on. So she wears red throughout this entire movie. She only ever wears red at work when they're in like red and green costuming for the activity. She's always in red. She has red dresses and red t-shirts and red jackets, red everything. Okay. Mm -hmm. The only time she is not wearing red is after she quits her job and she thinks that she and Thomas are done and she's in overalls and like a brown t-shirt. That is yeah. the only time she doesn't wear it. <laughs> she has lost her Christmas sparkle. I guess she did. I only have one. Did you see that as well? And it's in the form of a question. Okay. Did that mom just tell her daughter to give up her life dream and come run the family business? Does she? At the very beginning, when they are at Peyton's apartment during Christmas time and they are letting her know that they are retiring, she goes, you know, you've w worked for Mona for so long oh, and it's just uh -huh. not happening. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. Would you want to come run the camp? And I just was like, that's awful. And then doesn't she say no? And she's like, oh, had to ask. Yes. Am I remembering that correctly? Yes, that's exactly okay. what happened. Yeah, I don't love that. I just thought, come on. Yeah. You support your kids. Yeah. Anyway, are you ready to rate this movie? Sure, go ahead. I gave it three stars. As did I. It was it was fine. Fine. Good. Enjoyable. Yeah. More yeah. Tori Anderson, please. More Jeffrey Bowery Chapman. Yes. If you love Hallmark movies and you love talking Hallmark movies, we would like to invite you to join our private Facebook group, which is Girls Gone Hallmark. The link as always, it's in our show notes. Where can you find our show notes? In the podcast app that you're listening on or at meganandwendy.com slash podcast. And if you love our podcast, we'd love your five-star ratings and reviews. You can leave one in the Apple podcast or the Spotify app, depending on where you are listening. Until next time, friends, happy Hallmark watching. Goodbye. Bye.